Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I'm your host, John June. Today is when Thursday, October 27th, and of course, this guy to my left, Greg Penniman, a.k.a. G-Money, a.k.a. the Titan Whisperer, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't pulled out that nickname in a while, but Greg, how are you doing today, sir? Doing all right. Doing all right, man. Uh, waiting for this Thursday night game. It's called Mar versus Brady again. I mean, you know, just waiting for that. Uh, yeah, week eight. Uh, looking forward to some more Jets and Giants relevance. So, yeah, man, it's an, another week. You know, they're just stretching out as long as possible. Got uh, got rid of Guitar Darius Tony and so today. So uh, he's on the Chiefs now. Uh, so glad we got some for him because if you weren't going to use him, I, I, I knew the coaching staff hated him. Like, it it was it was meant to be. They didn't. They really didn't like him. So we got Wandell now. On to Wandell. I missed that part. You what you say about the Jets? They they're still relevant. Oh, Jets and Giants relevance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giants, week eight. Yes. Week eight. Week eight. Still I'm not relevant. looking up mock drafts. Yeah, you're not looking up mock drafts. You're not looking <laughs> up. You know, watching more college football for the quarterbacks that are going to be there. The receivers. Not yet. Like, not yet. We'll see yeah, what happens this week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you did talk about Kadarius Tony, which is interesting because that's kind of where I wanted to start. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we're not going to talk about the Chiefs because they play out there on bye this week. So, um, you know, let's just talk about Kadarius Tony and what the reaction is, Greg. I mean, obviously, as a Giants fan, you know, it's it's really not a loss because you, I mean, he's second year wide receiver. Um, yeah. He played maybe what, what three games, maybe? I feel like I don't even know what the number is. This year, I think he's played, he played like two games. Full game. One game, one full game yeah, last year. <laughs> yeah, one full game last year, one half, one third, one three, three fourths of a game. And then because he got punched someone and got ejected. Oh, and yeah. then, yeah, yeah. And then now, yeah, one, one half of a game this year, maybe or two games. I said it when it happened, and I'll say it again. That one hundred, that ten catch, one hundred and eighty-nine yard game against Dallas, we're never gonna see that again. He's never gonna do it again. I mean, we've been chasing that game since last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for uh, him, him on the Chiefs now. I mean, he's probably that hamstring is probably magically healthy now. I'm sure he's like, oh, well, you know, he's really good. Apparently, now. the uh, ESPN's Jordan Rannon reports that. The the Kadarius Tony um and the Giants were at odds about his health. Uh Tony apparently believed he was good to go. Uh the Giants wanted to hold him out through their week nine bye week. So now Tony's on bye for week eight with the Chiefs. And um you know, it just comes down to what it really comes down to, in my opinion, is just it wasn't the regime that drafted him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, nobody that drafted Kadarius Tony or was invested in the development of Kadarius Tony was was involved in that organization. 
No, you, you, there's no Dave Gettleman. There's no Joe Judge. It's now Joe Shine and, and Brian Dayball. And, you know, they spent a second round pick on, on Wandell Robinson, uh, pretty much, you know, saying then that, hey, this is, this is going to be our guy. As it <clears throat> pertains to the Chiefs um, and the fantasy reaction there, I think instantly when I saw the news, I was like ecstatic and I was like, oh, Kadarius Tony on the Chiefs. Like, that's dope. Right. And then I go to pick him up and I'm trying to see who, you know, in what leagues, like, you know, who could I drop and things like that. And the more I thought about it, like the Chiefs, what makes the Chiefs a better football team may not help your fantasy football team. Right. Like they, they have Juju Smith-Schuster. They have Travis Kelsey, who's obviously he's, he's the number one target there. Um, you know, MVS is still there. They're paying, you know, $11 million a year to or whatever that, that contract is. It's decent money. And then they spent the second round pick on Sky Moore. So, um, you know, they're invested in, in his future and his development as well. Uh, and then they also have Miko Harmon, who, you know, is a free agent after this year. So long term, I do like this move, you know, from a, a dynasty perspective for Kadarius Tony. But in regards to what he's going to be able to do this season and, you know, how he'll be able to help. I'm sure he'll have some spike weeks, but if people think that we're getting Kadarius Tony catching seven to to nine to nine to ten balls a game from Patrick Mahomes, like I, I don't think that's realistic in this in this scenario. Yeah, not right away. I do think he he could possibly have some games of those type or maybe like just maybe get some, some carries even, like some jet sweeps, some action like that. Um, just only because none of the – I mean, I guess Juju's finally coming on. But, you know, no one kind of took that uh, that mantle as the main outside receiver for them uh, after Kelsey, of course. Um, yeah, I think the most – Do you think anybody went through that all year? Like n- nobody's taking that mantle, right? But no, is no. anybody going to do it? Um, I mean, at, at this, I mean, I thought none, I thought no, I mean, but they traded Cardarius, traded for Cardarius. So, um, yeah, I mean, coming to the season, I thought Juju could do that. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the, the his highest upside is probably wide receiver three though, which I think is valuable because, you know, he's, he was basically not going to see the field with on the giants this whole season. I think no, he's definitely somebody you should add, <clears throat> but I'm not like going crazy to add him just because like we talked about, he's going to be catching passes from Patrick Mahomes, which is awesome, but he's one of many players that'll be run- out there running routes. That'll be catching passes from Patrick Mahomes. Um, and the only one that will get a target share that we that we truly genuinely want to chase is Travis Kelsey, and so yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. he's somebody you should add. You know, but again, I wouldn't go crazy here. You're hoping talent comes through because I mean, talent wise, he's probably the best with the ball in his hands on that team right now. Like, I mean, Travis Kelsey, and then probably him. He makes things. He's yeah. like when he has the ball in his hands. So if they can get him the ball, maybe like you know, right at the line of scrimmage and stuff, I could see him making some plays. Just juke eleven people. 12 yeah, people get to the end zone. Don't yeah. make that one person miss twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe he'll score his first career touchdown too. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, big news that came out. Um, it doesn't affect any of the games that we're going to talk about today, but it will affect Monday night's game and the, the foreseeable future of the season. Is Jamar Chase um, was placed on injured reserve today. Out four to six weeks, it looks like, with a hip injury. So uh, four weeks would, would put us at, at week 12. Six weeks would put us at week 14. That would be just in time for the fantasy playoffs. Mm-hmm. How do you – obviously, we know what this what this means for Jamar Chase. Um, you know, I, I, I would hold him. He's not somebody I'm dropping through this. Um, but – what do you do? You agree with that, and what do you think it, it this means for Joe Burrow and the other offensive pieces? I mean, yeah, definitely Jamar Chase. He's a he's a top you know five fantasy receiver. I mean, coming into year, you're you're holding him, especially for your team that's sitting pretty nice right now at a maybe like a four uh you know five and two kind of spot or four and three kind of spot. I think he's definitely worth it. I think if you're in a in a lower spot, you know, you're, you're kind of desperate for wins right now. You might be thinking about selling because uh, you need to make the playoffs at the end of the day. Um, so, I mean, especially if you don't, if you're not in the league where you don't have any IR spots or you're, you know, hurting at that position. Um, but he's, he's definitely a keep at all odds, uh, keep at all in, in, in every case. Um, as far as the offense, you all know, this gives a bump to T Higgins, who was already a borderline wide receiver one. He's, as as he gets healthier, and hopefully he's healthy now, he's definitely a, a lock for wide receiver one. Tyler Boyd, I think, becomes an instant wide receiver two. Um, just be, you know, he has those spike weeks even when all three of these guys are healthy. But now, you know, targets are just going to funnel more to him. I think this helps Hayden Hurst. Uh, I think this, you know, I think it won't hurt Joe Burrow as much. Maybe the explosive plays, but T Higgins is, you know, very, very capable of doing that as well. Um, so maybe the touchdown rate might go down slightly, but uh, and maybe the passing yards might go down slightly. But I think Joe Burrow still could be one of my eyes. And I think, you know, Mike Thomas has some intrigue because this is offense that still passes the ball at high rate. And um, I think Mike Thomas can, you know, have some intrigue, as, uh, some flexing intrigue down the, down the line. Yeah, this is definitely offense that's going to continue <clears> to feature, <throat> um, you know, multiple wide receivers. So, yeah. Yeah. Mike Thomas, um, which is an interesting, I think was drafted the same year as Michael Thomas. Crazy. So in Dynasty Leagues, that was very interesting because people were drafting the wrong Michael Thomas. That did happen, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Bengals, they're throwing the ball 71% of the time on early downs in neutral games. When the, It means when the Love score plus or minus six and it's first and second down they're throwing it 71 percent of the time that is an absurd rate um that's over the last three weeks that has a lot to do with you know that obviously has um, you know jamar chase's recent production along with joe burrow's recent production has a lot to do with that i think that they will you know stick with that but like you said uh you know t higgins more than capable uh, Tyler Boyd, you know, he's a vet, he's a veteran. He'll step in and, you know, his, you know, when his number is called and then Hayden Hurst, I think this, you know, means more opportunities for him because, you know, Jamar Chase, that that's going to account for like 28 to close to 30%. Let me see what he is over the last three weeks. He's at 27% target share over these last three weeks. So 
you know, you take that out of the offense, those have to go somewhere. Um, yeah. You know, and so they will they will be trickled around throughout. You know, all the players. Even Joe Mixon too. Yeah. Hopefully he gets exactly. some targets as well. Yeah. Joe Mixon should soak up some of those mm-hmm. as well. So, um, definitely a tough blow. Probably caps the upside for Joe Burrow. Um, you know, I, th- I still think he, like you said, he'll be a QB one. But those, you know, the top three finishes that we've been seeing from him these last two weeks, I don't know if we're going to see that to, with the frequency with which, you know, we might we might come to expect after what's happened over these yeah. last couple of weeks. Well, like last year, especially every week, he got at least one big play to chase down the field. And that's at least, you know, with the four plus touchdown, maybe bonuses for deep touchdowns, like you were getting 10 points right away of a, of a big play from a boy chase touchdown. So, yeah, it definitely that cap upside is, is kind of hit. Yeah, you know, it's kind of depressing when I was <clears throat> looking in our dynasty league and I was like, oh, okay, how did I, you know, I knew I was playing you, Greg, and I was like, oh, how did how did I do? Because, you know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well in our dynasty league. And I look and I'm like, well, I lost by 20 points. Like, okay, well, you know, how did I lose by 20 points? Our dynasty league is crazy. It's quarterback premium. So, like, you get <clears throat> all the yardage is created equal. So, like, every 10 passing yards is a point. Uh, every touchdown is six points. Um, so it, quarterbacks are really valuable. And I started Davis Mills. You know, I felt really good about it. Got me 75 points in our league. I felt really, that's, really that's good. That's a pretty good number in our pretty league. Pretty good. Yeah. If your quarterback puts up 70 points, like, that's like, you feel pretty good about that day. Um, but then I looked to the right, <laughs> and I, I see Joe Burrow had 126. And I was like, oh, no wonder I lost by 20 points, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not much I can do there. Anyway, enough about me and our dynasty league and my loss to you. Uh, let's talk about some football, Greg. We got some yes, one-game sir. games that we're here to discuss. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, Twitter, <clears throat> Twitch, we definitely appreciate that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, we appreciate you as well. Just make sure however you are watching, however you're listening, you subscribe, like, all that fun stuff. Um, and if, you know, Greg talked about Thursday night football. If you missed our breakdown, just go back, listen to that real quick before the game. Cause all of our calls, they're going to hit there. You know, it's like a hundred percent guarantee for the man. That's that we're said, ready to go. <laughs> everything we said on that podcast is going to happen. Um, and that's not false statement at all in any way. Um, anyway, let's talk about some 1 PM games and, before we break down all the 1 p.m. games, there is a London game to talk about. There is. <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> 9.30 a.m. So please make sure these players are in a starting spot like a, you know, you know Russell Wilson, right? He's probably your quarterback, too, in your Superflex League, right? You probably like, oh, he's my Superflex. Like, well, no, he's got to be your quarterback this week unless you have Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady. Yep. Um, Russell Wilson has to be in that quarterback slot. And, you know, that other quarterback has got to be in the super flex. Same thing with, I don't know how much of these players will be starting from this game, but make sure that they corner are. Corner sign, you know, corner sign. Corner you know, sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's talk about the game, though. The two and five Denver Broncos travel to London to take on the two and five Jacksonville Jaguars, who are basically the home team in London. Um, they they have to be. They, they played the most games i've i in my experience of london games i feel like jacksonville gets at least one a year yeah they they get 
they get they play one game a year. Uh, it's mainly because there have been a plenty of rumors over the past mm-hmm. several seasons that the NFL is trying to move a team to London, and the lucky team would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Shipping them out, pretty much. You said what? Ship them out? They're just trying to get rid of this franchise. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, just go to London. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll send teams to play you there all the time. We promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this game has a 39.5 point total where the Jacksonville Jaguars on neutral field with some little bit of a home field advantage are three and a half point favorites. There's possible chance of rain in this game. Um, for in terms of injuries on the Denver side, quarterback Russell Wilson has said that he is on track to go. I don't exactly know what the word he used, but after all those high knees on the plane, I think it's pretty pretty clear that Russell Wilson is is, is planning on playing in this game. Um, in terms of running back Michael Boone, he was placed on the injury reserve with an ankle injury. I believe they signed Marlon Mack off of the Niners practice squad, if I'm not mistaken. I think they called him like right after the game and they flew him right to Denver from from Seattle, uh, from San Fran so that he could um you know get you know get ready for this game this upcoming game here. And then for the Jags in terms of their injuries, cornerback Shaq Griffin was placed on injured reserve with a back injury and then wide receiver Jamal Agnew is questionable in this game. Uh, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Denver to cover three and a half. But I will take Jacksonville to win the game. For the Denver side, um, Russell Wilson has a good matchup, so he can be treated as a quarterback one in this game. Jacksonville allows the sixth most fantasy points to the quarterback position over the last three games. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray, they're both RB2s. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, uh, wide receiver threes in this matchup. The, uh, Jacksonville allows the ninth most fantasy points to uh, to the wide receiver position over the last three weeks. Again, and they just sent their top cornerback to injured reserve. And then Greg Dulcich, the tight end, a low-end tight end one option. Um, and then on the Jacksonville side, Really love Travis Etienne this week. Um, you know, the matchup is fantastic here for him. Uh, Denver allows the ninth most fantasy <clears throat> points to the running back position over these last three weeks. Uh, and they were on their way to giving up another big week uh, before the Brees Hall injury. So uh, Christian Kirk, a, a wide receiver three for me in this matchup. But that's really all I'm interested in in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the under i'm gonna take denver to cover but i'm gonna take jacksonville to win i think it's a a field goal game here uh as far as who i'm must starting for denver it's definitely really just the receivers uh corner sign i think is a low-end wide receiver two uh judy wide receiver three with some wide receiver two upside depending you know how many pass attempts you know wilson goes up but he really just only targets those two guys greg dolchich though as well uh gaining some intrigue Either he's, you know, had a good matchup now, had a good game with both quarterbacks. So he's kind of uh, there as a, a solid start for, for tight end, especially for tight ends um, as a low end tight end one. On the Jacksonville side, uh, I definitely agree with you. Going to attacking, you know, Travis Etienne, playing him out there, fully unleash him, uh, you know, especially last game. 
you know, took over as the lead dog, and now he's, you know, got no one behind him really uh, to pressure him to, you know, he's, he can fully play as a breakout. Uh, so I think he's a wide receiver. I mean, obviously one upside, Christian Kirk, um, wide receiver three, um, depending if he gets a touchdown, he'll, he'll probably have a, a wide receiver two day. And uh, I'm willing to play Zay Jones in deeper leagues as well. He got targeted 10 times last week. So um, he's he's been a solid, you know, nine to 10 points the last couple of weeks. So I can I can play that. The only thing that scares me, I, I did think about Zay Jones, is this just Denver secondary is, is so elite. Yeah, um, I mean, the path yeah. defense is elite. So it's like I don't yeah. really want to go into the teeth of that, you know, with a with a player like Zay Jones. Love you, Zay. Think you've been balling, you know, as far as the opportunities. But yeah, um, that was just my trepidation there. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to this next game. We've got the two and five Chicago Bears traveling to Dallas to take on the five and two Dallas Cowboys. This game has a 43 point total where the Dallas Cowboys are 10 and a half point home favorites in this one. Uh, in terms of the weather, we're okay there. In terms of uh, injuries, Chicago is okay for the most part. I think they had some some guys questionable, but nothing major. On the Dallas side, Dalton Schultz, he's been, you know, he's limited with the knee. I think that that's just load management there because you know, he played, had a good week last week. Noah Brown was a DMP with a foot. Ezekiel Elliott's sitting here talking about how he's going to be out there and all this stuff, but he was back-to-back DMPs with this MCL sprain and a thigh bruise apparently. Finished the game. I mean, Zeke, like, he's one of the toughest guys in the league. We, we've seen it. We know it. Played through a, P, a torn PCL last year uh, in his knee. Uh, played through a – like, I sprained my MCL. And, again, I'm not, like, a legit, like – you know, NFL athlete by any means, but like I sprained my MCL and I, I could, I could barely walk, let alone like run. And my man was out there running as a running back in a football game. Yeah. I mean, more power to you, Zeke. Uh, but it seems like Dallas is going to hold him out this week um, and, you know, let him get healthier. So it seems like we might get the Tony Pollard show. Uh, Greg, where are you as it pertains to this matchup here? I think I'm going to uh, take the over. Uh, it's still, I think, a little 43. I can I can get, I can, you know, justify getting over on that. I'm going to take the, I took the Bears cover against the Pats. I'm going to take them to cover again, even though I don't think it's a good matchup. I'm going to take the Bears, I mean, Dallas also to, to win the game, though. Um, just, you know, matchup-wise, Dallas' D-line should eat fields up, actually. But uh, I think they'll force Phil some get some running uh, rushing yards. So on the Chicago side, I do think Phil's has some intrigue here. Um, as, a, you know, a high in QB2, uh, could fall into QB1, depending on how many rushing yards he gets, because uh, he's going to be running a lot away from this D-line for sure. Uh, um, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery, I think both are, are startable players. Um, I think, you know, they're obviously not going to be throwing the ball at a, at a good clip. Um, it's going to be hard to get the ball out um, when, you know, Justin Fields going to be pressure like that. So I think Montgomery, RB2, uh, maybe some RB1 upside if he scores a touchdown. Herbert is also in that uh, low-end RB, you know, RB3 category with some RB2 upside. Um, as far as the receivers, I probably am not going to touch it in this game. Um, on Dallas' side, Zeke, I, I feel like Zeke is, you know, he's trying his hardest because he doesn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't want to get Wally put, man. He's got Tony Pollard behind him, man. It's It's tough out here, yo. I mean, <laughs> he's getting the money, so he, he, I mean, hey, we he's know who's in charge like over there. 
Yeah, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zeke, if you're, if I say you're not playing, you're not playing. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, if he's not, if he's not able to go, Tony Pollard, you know, rep him up, start him, obviously, um, in a in an offense that's gonna still run the ball. Uh, Dak, hopefully, this could be kind of his breakout game. Thought it was gonna be last week, but uh, you know, it could have been better. Um, we're hoping that you know he gets his first. First good week of the season, actually, because you know week one wasn't good as well. Um, so I think I'm gonna put him in there as a, as a QB one, uh, low one QB one. CD Lamb starting him. Uh, Dalton Schultz, if he's able to go, you're starting him as well. Um, and yeah, I need to see it from the Cowboys ancillary receivers to for me to start any of them besides CD Lamb. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even. Oh, well, let's just get into Dallas. it. I'm taking. Yeah. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Dallas to cover. I will take Dallas to win. Um, yeah, Chicago on the Chicago side, you know, Mooney, I think, is a wide receiver too. Uh, Justin Fields, it's tough. I think outside of two quarterback leagues, you can't play. I don't think you could play that man. Like his legs will get you, he'll fall into some points because of his legs, but. You asked I didn't me. think he would have any chance to do what he did last <laughs> week, though, in 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 New England, in Foxborough, though. That was, was pretty impressive. I, look, I hear you, yeah. but they don't have Michael Parsons out there. I don't. No, they Atlanta. don't. They don't. And if you look historically, Belichick's defense struggles against mobile quarterbacks, mm. um, and Justin Fields fits that mold. And I think it's a theme this year. Actually, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm friends with Patriots fans, and they cry about it all the time. Like Matt Judon apparently has trouble containing the edge against mobile quarterbacks, and this was something that he struggled with earlier in the year. So, um, Justin Fields, I'm sorry, like, love him. Think he's a phenomenal athlete. I just can't stomach playing him like over Daniel Jones. Over no, I mean Andy Dalton, my stream of the week. I would play him in his matchup against Las Vegas. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it becomes very tough for me to like be confident, be able to play him. Uh, Herbert Monty, I look at them as both you know low upside RB threes. I mean, we saw it like closer to a 50-50 split in the workload uh, last week with 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 Herbert on Monday night. Um, and then on the Dallas side, Pollard, he could get the backfield to himself. And if that happens, he's, he's a definite RB one CD lamb. He's a wide receiver one option. Dak Prescott, probably a quarterback two with some QB one upside. And then Dalton Schultz, I think he's back in play as a, as a tight end one. And I'm with you. I'm not playing any of these ancillary pieces unless one of two things happens. We see it happen. Yeah. Um, organically or. They're matched up in a game against another team with a high-powered offense where they're going to have to do it. Um, but until that happens, until either of those two things happen, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay not playing Michael Gallup. And Noah Browns might not even play. So, Yeah, no, nah, yeah, definitely waiting to see. Five and two, but yeah, I'm still waiting to see this offense kind of get going. It still hasn't really happened yet as a whole, yeah. like everybody. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was Dak's first game back last mm. week since week one and the thumb injury. So, you know, we'll see. Um, 
man, I hate the NFL. I don't know. You might be the wrong show. I hate the NFL. Man, man Chiefs offense is really finna be deadly now, and I hate it. Shaking my head. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were deadly with or with it with or without Kadarius Tony. So if Kadarius Tony brought you over the edge, uh, you you were already you already had issues with this offense to begin with, um, in terms of its ability and explosiveness. Let's move on to a game where neither one of these offenses can be described or you know defined as explosive. Um, the forty, the two and five Carolina Panthers. Oh wait, sorry, missed a game. We'll stick with this game though. Two and five yeah, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> this will be quick, right? Two and five Carolina Panthers travel to Atlanta to take on the three and four Atlanta Falcons. This game has a forty-one and a half point total, where the Carolina Panthers are six and a half point road dogs. After the big one off t- against Tampa, this is actually crazy because if Tampa loses today and Carolina beats Atlanta, <laughs> and then the Saints win, you would have like a four way tie <laughs> at three and five. Oh. This, these South divisions, man. Both 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 conferences, man. These South divisions are nasty, <laughs> nasty this year. That's eight teams. Oh man, oh, man, this is terrible. Well, there is possible rain in this game to make it even worse. Um, oh, <laughs> on the injury front, <laughs> uh, wait, this shouldn't be rain in this game. This game is in a dome. Land is in a dome. <clears throat> this this game's in a dome. Uh, on the injury front, Cordell Patterson. Uh, he's on in reserve, injured reserve, but posted a video of him running the other day. So if he's out there, was dropped, you know, scoop him up. Um, you know, if you've been holding him, then we, we obviously we know what this offense wants to do. So uh, continue <laughs> to hold on. It's uh, perfect because he's he could do either way, whatever the coach want needs him to do, he could do. Yeah, that's that's what that's what's great about Cardell. And he wants to run the you know what out of the <laughs> So, uh, AJ Terrell, the cornerback, he's questionable with the hamstring with the DMP on Wednesday. Safety Jalen Hawkins, he is out of this game. And then on Carolina guard Pat Elfine, he has, um, he he had hip surgery recently, so he's placed on injured reserve. And then Chuba Hubbard, um, dealing with an, I believe it's an ankle, and he's limited. So in this game here, I will take the under. I'm all for the chaos. Carolina to cover, Carolina to win in this matchup. Can we say tie? Like, is that possible? <laughs> yes, the tie is definitely possible. <laughs> um, in terms of who to play, on the Atlanta side, I, I can't recommend a soul. I can't. I could say, hey, maybe you could play Mariota, but that works out like 50% of the time, it seems. The running backs, not one of them is getting enough volume that makes you say, yeah, I can bank on that player. Um, they don't. They clearly don't throw the ball, and I don't think Carolina is going to force them to throw the football in this game. Are they running so- like 20 plays a game then? It doesn't make sense. Like the math ain't math, and if they want to well, run the ball, but no running backs are relevant. Like- well, Mariota is still in like 20% of the team mm. rush attempts. Gotcha. 
Um, let's see. I have a breakdown here. And uh, yeah, Mariota's taking like twenty percent of the rush attempts, and they must means, have a really slow pace though as well. Yeah, thirty-seven percent for uh, Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley, twenty-nine percent over these last three weeks. <clears throat> um, yeah. So anyway, I, I I can't recommend to play anybody. Kyle Pitts, uh, love the talent, but if they're not throwing a football, he's just out there blocking. No, not worth it. Drake London, again, matchup looks good for him on paper, uh, but if he's only going to get three to four targets, uh, can't really bank on that. He's been under 40 receiving yards, I think, three consecutive weeks now. Uh, and I'm projecting him for a fourth consecutive week. Uh, on the Carolina side, you already know, man, DJ Moore, he's back. He's back. Yeah, that's one of those, like, I guess you got to do it. I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> high-end wide receiver two this week. For me, uh, Atlanta's not great against wide receivers. and No AJ Terrell either. If, if no AJ Terrell yeah. potentially. And again, the logic is the same. No Christian McCaffrey, no Robbie Anderson. TJ Moore is about to see another 12 to 16 targets. Gotta love it. Uh, Deontay Foreman might get the full load here if Chuba can't go. So, um, you know, I think that's obviously, you know, more upside for him. And that's really it for me in this game. Yeah, Richie, I'm taking, well, I'm not taking the under. Uh, I'm taking, Carolina to cover and Carolina to win. Um, wow, six and a half point dogs, and we both took them to win. Yeah, yeah. Carolina's defense is good. I their, mean, I give them that. Their defense is good. Like they, that's the only reason. Like, and I mean, they <laughs> they held the they shut down the Bucks last week. Um, they've been able to get two wins. So, like, you know, uh, something. I just look up past the just plays per game in general. Carolina and Atlanta are thirty and thirty seconds. So. <laughs> This is gonna be so bad. Like, oh man. Um, but yeah, on Atlanta side, I agree with you. Um, it's there's no one I can play. And on the Carolina side, it's a like, yeah, DJ Moore, become Brandon Cooks of last year. Like, just be the only one on the field, just get mad targets and get and get some fantasy points. So I I I'm here. He he's he's made fantasy relevance for sure. Um, and then whoever's starting at running back, uh, if Shuba was able to go. I think, you know, the, they kind of eat up each other's uh, production. Um, I think they're both in RB3 category. But if um, Deontay Foreman is the sole starter, I think he can um, be RB2. And if both go, would you play – do you feel comfortable playing each one if you had them? I think in bye weeks, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'll be yeah. more confident, I think, to play Chuba. Um, but, yeah, in, in this situation, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's run defense isn't great. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think if both go, you could play both because that's that's probably going to be the game plan here. Um, all right, let's move on to this next game here. We've got the 2-5 and five Las Vegas Raiders traveling to New Orleans to take on the 2-5 and five New Orleans Saints. This game has a 47.5 point total where the Las Vegas Raiders are 1.5 point road favorites here this game is played in a dome so no no concerns about weather for the las vegas side in terms of their injuries darren waller the tight end who's been out the last two games with a hamstring injury practice in limited fashion this week so um 
not saying that he will play, but it's definitely increases the chances that he could potentially play on Sunday. Um, for the New Orleans side, cornerback Marshawn Lattimore was a DMP with an abdomen injury, so not starting off the week great. Missed the last two games as well, so you know definitely a blow for the secondary there for New Orleans. Uh, tight end Adam Troutman, he was a DMP. Uh, with an ankle injury that he's dealing with, Jarvis Landry, uh, DMP, Michael Thomas, also a DMP. Like, why don't they just put them on the IR? Like, I really don't get it. Like, you could have put them on IR weeks ago. Yeah. It would have been helpful for my fantasy teams. So I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. <laughs> Bradley Roby, though, the cornerback, was placed <clears> on <throat> an ankle. And then I, one of the things that I think popped up as I was getting ready to head home, um, you know, got the alert on my phone because I roster him in so many dynasty leagues. Jawan Johnson, I think, popped up on the injury report. Yes, with a mm-hmm. hamstring injury. So that's never good to get added to the injury report midweek. So definitely something to monitor there. We only really care if Adam Trotman was, was not going to play. But, Greg, where are you at with this game here? I'm going to take the over. This could be a definitely a sneaky shootout here. Um I'm a uh, the winner though. I have no idea who's gonna have win, but uh, just because the Saints are home, I'm giving the edge. I'm gonna take them to cover, and I'm gonna take them to win. Um, I think on the Vader's, Vegas side, Derek Carr, this is a good matchup for him. Um, I think you know he and a potential shooter. I think um, I think he's got some some QB one uh, upside, uh, low end QB one upside. Um, you know, we just can't give him too much praise because then that, you know, then he's gonna fall, fall, fall through. So, you know, it's just quiet QB one performance. You know, slide him in there. Josh Jacobs, he's a monster. You already know that's that is a must start. Uh, definitely top three, top five running back this year right now in fantasy. Uh, you continue to play him as such. Devonte Adams must start as well. Uh, you know, you keep playing him. Uh, wide receiver one. On the as far as you know, secondary receivers is is tough. Hunter Renfro, I think I need to see one more time uh, from him. Um, he he's getting back a little bit more involved as he's getting healthier, but I'm still in a in a wait and see mode on him. Uh, on the New Orleans side, Andy Dalton, your quarterback streaming the week definitely has some injury here. Vegas's defense is so bad. Um, it's on both you know running, defending the run and defending the pass. So Andy Dalton's got some streaming value here for sure. Um, Alvin Kamar, you're playing him. RB1, Chris Olave uh, as a receiver, you're playing him uh, as a wide receiver too. And if Jawan Johnson can go, I think he's got some tight end one um, intrigue here. Uh, if he can't go, that that is tough because, you know, tight end, finding a good, you know, a streamable tight end is tough to begin with. So uh, it's just be tough to find another option than Jawan Johnson. Well, he's been a popular streaming option for me and a lot of fantasy managers out there. Yeah. I don't know what it is about this game, but it screams over. Yeah, it does. Yet I took the under. <laughs> so we'll see about that. I mean, I had my best week against the totals last week, so we'll see nice, if it was nice. an outlier. I was mm-hmm. 10 and 4 against the totals last week, which is by far my best record on the season. I mean, in general, I mean, unders have been really cashing right this year like i feel like yeah i mean i was under i don't know i'm taking i'm taking the under here i am going to take vegas to cover though i'm going to take vegas to win uh and it really is 
I think the reason I took the under in Vegas to cover and win is is really about Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's an RB1, and he's in a phenomenal spot here. Um, so I continue to start him up. Devontae Adams, he's been a DMP these last couple of days with apparently a bad <clears throat> case of the flu. Um, but if he can go, he's a wide receiver one in this matchup. Derek Carr, obviously, he's in a great spot. We've been talking about it. I don't know, Greg. I'm really thinking about doing it. Really, really thinking about doing it. For for Vegas? You talking about Mac? Or you talking about like for, for Derek Carr. Oh, for Derek Carr. Oh, oh, like, Derek oh Carr. man. Uh, oh man, oh dear. You're thinking about doing it. Oh man. Think think a little hard. Think I'm a little really harder, y'all. Come back. Sleep on it. Sleep on it, y'all. All um, right. This is my right, time to mention right, Taysom Hill. I'll though. sleep Taysom on it. Hill. I'll come back. Say that, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darren Waller, he's a tight end one if he can go on the New Orleans side. Andy Dawn, love him as a QB one. He's my stream of the week. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he's an RB one. Uh, Chris Olave, a wide receiver one. I mean, his matchup is phenomenal as well. Uh, Jawan Johnson, again, like you know, I said it. He's a tight end one option if Troutman can't go, but that's dependent off whether Jawan Johnson can go. And then if he can't, I mean. Whether he can or can't, uh, Taysom Hill, his role is still the same. He's the emergency glass tight end. Uh, you got no streaming options. You can't get an Irv Smith. You couldn't get a Hunter Henry, or you couldn't get um, – I can't remember Dolchich, who your stream maybe. of the week was. Greg Dulcich. But who is your stream of the week? Um, my stream of the week is definitely – Hold on, I have someone that's going to go crazy. Kate tonight. So oh, yeah. Oof, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get Kate Otten, then you go ahead and, and you smash the emergency glass and you stick Taysom Hill in there and you hope for the best. Um, hope for that package goal line touchdown. That's what you're hoping Package for. goal line touchdown or the rare like, hey, Andy Dalton. Well, maybe not Andy Dalton. Uh, I can't. We can't have my my stream of the week benched mid-game. <clears> but <throat> the range of it's – it's well within the range of outcomes that Taysom Hill, while he's lined up in your tight end slot, ends up having to play quarterback. So yes. <laughs> that is going to happen one day. It's going to break fantasy football, and people are going to cry and complain about it. But it's 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 almost bound to happen. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's really all I have for this game. Yeah. All right, let's move on to this next game, which will be far more interesting from a fantasy perspective, uh, mainly because of, the, of one side of the team of, of the field. But, anyway – the two and five Pittsburgh Steelers. That sounds gross to say out loud that Mike Tomlin is coaching a two and five football team. Um, the Phil- take on travel take on the Philadelphia Eagles. So you got a little <clears throat> cross state rivalry here. Um, the six and oh Philadelphia Eagles, who are ten and a half point favorites in this game with a 44 and a half point total here. So uh, in terms of weather, we're okay. In terms of injuries, Philly's okay. They're coming off the bye week. Pittsburgh, uh, Pat Fryermuth, he was limited with an ankle. Um, but you know, let's think think that the ankle that kept him out last week. Uh, or shit, no, I think he was a concussion last week. Uh, but anyway, TJ Watt, he has been designated to return from the injured reserve. So that's definitely huge news for Pittsburgh's defense. They're a completely different defense when they have TJ yeah. Watt on the field. Um, so, you know, if they're floating around. You know, the defense is floating around. Just, you know, pay attention to that. 
Um, but in terms of this game here, I will take the over. I will take Philly to cover. I will take Philly to win uh, for the Philadelphia side. Jalen Hurts, QB1, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith are both wide receiver ones. Uh, Miles Sanders in RB2. Dallas Goddard, a top five option at the position. On the Pittsburgh <clears throat> side, Pat Fryermuth, the tight end one option. George Pickens is a wide receiver, too. Uh, don't know if I can play Deontay Johnson this week. Probably going to see a lot of Darius Slay. Um, and, you know, he hasn't been great to begin with. And then Najee Harris uh, is a volume-based RB3. Tough. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the over. <clears throat> Philly gets fired close to that number themselves. Um, I'm going to take Philly to cover and Philly to win as well at home. So they should, you know, kind of dominate this matchup, come out early as like the best first half team I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and yeah, Jalen Hurts, QB1, must start. Miles Sanders, uh, must start, uh, you know, as an RB2. Uh, AJ Brown, wide receiver one with Devontae Smith. Uh, I think they both have wide receiver one upside. Um, Devontae Smith has definitely been uh, pretty, you know, banking explosive plays. Uh, I definitely want to see uh, a monster game from A.J. Brown uh, again. Hopefully we can get that, um, you know, because you did draft him as a, you know, late first-round player. Uh, so you're getting kind of better value from Devontae Smith right now, it feels like. Um, Dallas Goddard, top five tight end one, uh, tight end one, obviously. On the Pittsburgh side, um, Najee Harris, I agree with you, you know, volume-based RB2. Um, I said three. Three, yeah, I'll be, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's only got one touchdown on the air, so yeah, I'll probably go RB three actually. Um, George Pickens, wide receiver three. Pat Farmouth is really the only, I'm most confident in starting him. Honestly, I mean, he's just been a monster this year for uh, you know this team, uh, especially in in tough matchups and on a team on a bad team. So yeah. It's tough, you know. Mike Tomlin make the playoffs every year as as a coach. It's definitely gonna be weird if he they don't get it done this year. Hey, he's never had a losing season. I never had a losing season. Correct. Right. 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 There you he, go. Like, and he's they're two and five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right. Let's move on to this next football game. We've got the three and three Detroit Lions traveling to Detroit to take on the one and five Detroit Lions. This game has a fifty and a half point total where the Miami Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point road favorites. In terms of weather, we're okay here. This game's played in a dome. In terms of injuries, TJ Hawkinson, he was a DNP with a knee. Uh, wide receiver, Ramon Ross St. Brown, was limited. He's in concussion protocol but doesn't have a concussion, so he could play on Sunday potentially. Josh Reynolds, uh, DNP with an ankle. And then the biggest news of the week, Greg, I like almost threw my phone because I was so excited. DeAndre Swift, not on the injury report. That is the best injury news that I think <laughs> comes out of this injury report is that Swift is not on it. Absolutely. Um, the Miami side, Jalen Waddle, questionable with a shoulder. He's been managing that. If it's not his groin, it's his shoulder. Um, so definitely sucks there, but he's playing through it. So continue to roll him out there. Just caps his upside a little bit. Uh, safety Brandon Jones was added to the injured reserve. And I don't know, Josh or Josh McDaniel. Mike McDaniel's been in the division for like seven weeks now. 
but he's already caught this Belichick thing where he's going to put 13 other guys as questionable on the injury report. So, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not going to read 13 <laughs> names here. We can figure, we can figure it out on Sunday. I just threw the names out that I felt like were the most relevant. Um, but, Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? <clears throat> I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take – I don't know why, but I'm going to take Detroit to cover. But I'm going to take Miami to win field goal game here. Um, on the Detroit side, uh, Jared Goff, I think, is a QB2. I'd be one more than start Jared Goff over, like, a Justin Fields, though, or, um, you know, so I, I put him put him there. Uh, it'd be kind of be tough, you know, with if a mama St. Brown can't go uh, with that concussion. Um, so, I mean, obviously, if he's playing, you're starting him. If he, you know, if he's not, you're looking to, you know, Josh Reynolds, uh, again, it's kind of being that that main guy. Uh, so he's got some some wide receiver two upside. Uh, so I'm putting him as like a, a, in a flex category. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, is if he's if he's able to go, he's a low and tight in one. Uh, DeAndre Swift, you already know, man. That's the highest must start on this team. You got to put him back in. You put him in that lineup. He, you drafted him as a RB one. Uh, you're hoping that he just produces as he was a monster before he got hurt. Hopefully, he continues that. Uh, on Miami side, Tua, you're starting him. Um, Terry Kill, Jalen Waddle, both starters. Uh, really not trusting the running game in this one. I don't really think. I mean, it is Detroit. Uh, some one running back might score a touchdown, but I, it's really hard to call who that who that's going to be. Uh, if I had to choose one, you know, it'd be Morster. But uh, um, if you could find some better matchups at running back, I, I would probably go that 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 way. And you, you know, Mike Gesicki, you're trying. I mean, streaming the week, so has some intrigue. Yeah, Gasecki is like an honorable mention stream of the week. Oh, yeah, honorable um, mention. Right, 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 right. Stream of the week was actually – oh, Hunter Henry. That's what it was. Yes, sir. Um, For me, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Miami to cover. I'm going to take Miami to win. Uh, on the Detroit side, Swift, he's an RB1 for sure. Uh, Jamal Williams has standalone value as an RB2. Amon Rice Brown, uh, if he returns this week, should return to wide receiver two status. I don't care for TJ Hawkinson. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't. Like, if you take out the game against Seattle, like, he's probably like the tight end 30. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. I have no interest in TJ Hawkinson. I, I can say that because I don't roster any TJ Hawkinson. I don't have any. So, like, I don't know. I mean, there's, I don't know what it's been like to play him every week. Um, but just, Based on what I'm seeing from a number standpoint, I'm not playing them. On the Miami side, Tua, he's a quarterback one. Uh, Tyreek Hill, a wide receiver one. Jalen Waddle, a wide receiver two. Uh, like I said, Mike Isecki, intriguing streaming option. I disagree with your running back assessment, though. I I think Mostert's got to be an RB one. Like I think you know had the big game last week. Detroit's terrible against running backs, um, and. I th- pull this up really quick but over the last three weeks he's led this team in in rush share um by by a pretty wide margin um and of course as i get to it my excel sheet okay yeah he's got a 63 63 percent of the team running uh team rush share over the last three games so i'm firing him up as a as a potential rb1 here in this matchup against Detroit. 
Let's move on to this next matchup. The three and four Arizona Cardinals travel to Minnesota to take on the five and one Minnesota Vikings. This game has a 48 and a half point total where the Minnesota Vikings are three and a half point home favorites in terms of the weather. This game's in a dome in terms of injuries. Daryl Williams, the running back, returned to practice in limited fashion, dealing with that knee injury. James Conner also returned to limited practice with that with his rib injury. Uh, they have a bunch of other guys questionable, but on the Minnesota side, linebacker DJ Wanham, he is questionable in this game. I am going to take the over on 48 and a half. I will take Minnesota to cover three and a half. I'll also take Minnesota to win the game. Uh, From a fantasy standpoint, Arizona, uh, Kyler Murray quarterback, or Kyler Murray is a quarterback one. DeAndre Hopkins, a top eight wide receiver option for me. Zach Ertz has a beautiful matchup as well. Could finish as the top tight end overall as Minnesota allows the fourth most fantasy points to the tight end position over these last three weeks. Um, I am wait and see mode when it comes to the all the running backs in, on the Arizona side. I, I mean, we talked about it last week after the Thursday night game. You know, Benjamin had to have played himself into a bigger role. So I, I wouldn't just make the assumption that James Conner is going to be the starting, the, you know, be the lead guy when he when he returns. But you also can't assume that Eno Benjamin is going to hold on to this job. So I'm in wait and see mode. I've seen people say. You know, they're dropping Eno Benjamin, sending him to the waiver wire. I'm going to give it at least another game, see what happens. Yeah. You know, if he's not even utilized in this game, then, yeah, you drop him. But if it becomes a split, then, you know, he's and he's played his way into that, then that's something that we can, you know, we can extract value from. And then, obviously, we know James Conner's lengthy injury history. So, you know. Yeah, I, it's hard to, hard to drop a running back that – is involved if you're close to even halfway involved in and in, as a running back in fantasy you you gotta be have a roster spot yeah for for sure um i'm willing to play rondell more this week you know i, I i'm willing to bet that he goes back <clears throat> this week with robbie anderson you know one more week acclimated into the offense uh played a, played a lot on the outside last week so I, I do think that he'll he'll go into the slot which you know is a better better fit for him being, you know, five, seven or five, eight, like a buck 90 Um, for the Minnesota side, Kirk Cousins, he's a QB one, Dalvin Cook, an RB two, Justin Jefferson, a top five wide receiver option, Adam Thielen, you know, had a, had a nice game before the bye. Uh, You know, Arizona is not great against wide receivers. So I'm willing to play him as a wide receiver two option in a game that I'm taking the over. Irv Smith, I think, is in a great spot. He's been a floor play at the tight end position, um, but has an opportunity here against Arizona, who allows the third most fantasy points to the tight end position over the last three weeks. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Vikings to cover and the Vikings to win. Um, Vikings, yes, sneaky 5-1. and one. It's, It just feels so, so weird because they just don't seem good to me, but they're 5-1, and one, so... Uh, yeah, I think Kirk Cousins though. With their only loss coming against Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. In and, a prime and time. In a blowout. Cousins. Yeah, prime time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Kirk Cousins' matchup. Any non-prime time matchup, you gotta love Kirk Cousins as a QB one. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you're playing him. Um, 
Justin Jefferson, obviously playing him. Irv um, Smith Jr., I think, has streaming value as a, as a tight end, um, getting, you know, more and more involved, uh, just giving you a, a safe floor that is, is nice. Um, on the Arizona side, Kyler Murray, also a QB1. Hopefully, you know, he does, doesn't get distracted. It is Call of Duty drop night for multiplayer, just to let you know. Uh, so hopefully he's ready and focused uh, for this weekend. Um, you know, Benjamin, I agree with you. As far as the running backs, uh, yeah, it, it, I agree with you. If you're, especially with the bye weeks, though, yeah, if you uh, can, you know, make the argument, if you're in, in a pinch, you might have to end up starting one of these people. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, Benjamin, James Conner will probably be, it looks like they'll probably get the, the most of the opportunity. Uh, to, so if it, it is a shootout, the, one of these guys is going to score a touchdown for sure. Uh, as far as the receivers, D-Hop, smash spot, um, continue to play him. As a wide receiver one, glad he's back. And Rondo Moore is in wide receiver three territory for me. But yeah, he's, I mean, in, in two of the four weeks, you know, he's getting catches, getting targeted. Uh, so he's hopefully not moving into a boom and bust realm. But um, I, I think um, you're willing to play him and hopefully in, in a close to getting some some points in this game. Yeah, just need him to take that Greg Dortch role, man, and just lock it up. We've seen him play it twice and two times he didn't play it. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we just need that to be consistent. All right, let's move on to this next game. I'm sorry, man. I get juiced up thinking about this game. Um, the 4-3 and three New England Patriots traveling to MetLife, which on Sunday will be JetLife uh, Stadium. I, I, I will be in the house. That place is going to be wild. It's going to be oh, crazy. Oh, the 3-4 and four Patriots, yo. They're under 500. We got to make sure we keep oh, that. Yeah, oh, facts, true. yo. Facts, Sorry, this happens like I, I like was working on the sheet and I was like, oh, Chicago's going to lose. So oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Knowing before I did that, that every time I've done that, the opposite happens. <laughs> so, <Ooh. laughs> hey, maybe it should be a trend, yo. Let me know what you do about this one that night, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so the three and four New England Patriots. Travel yes. to MetLife to take on the five and two New York Jets. I think this is like the first time in 20 games or something stupid like that that the Jets have had a better record than New England going into this game. By two games, yo. Oh, two man. games. Wow. Uh, this game has a 41 and a half point total. And the New England Patriots are two and a half point road favorites i think that line's mm. gone down to one and a half in some places <laughs> you know where they started the week at because i'm sure you i'm sure you know oh two and a half two oh, and started half. we got two and a half yeah. okay 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 yeah started so the week at two and a half three. that was before the monday night the monday night game even after the monday night game it was still two and a half mm. um i think it'll be a pick them by sunday but greg in terms of Injuries and whether whether we're okay in terms of injuries. David Andrews questionable with a, con- a concussion. Kyle Duggar the safety. Uh, David Andrews plays center by the way. Kyle Duggar the safety. He was DMP with an ankle. Wide receiver Nelson Aguilar limited participant with a hamstring. Kendrick Bourne limited participant with a toe. For the Jets, Corey Davis has been a DMP all week with a knee injury. Uh, has an MCL sprain. Will most likely not playing this game. There's no Brees Hall who's placed on injured reserve. No Elijah Vera Tucker who has been their best offensive lineman. 
he would be he was placed on injury reserve. He's also out for the year. Got a few other guys questionable, uh, but for the most part, it seems like outside of those three guys I mentioned, most people will play. Greg, where do you fall when it comes to this matchup right here? I think I'm going to take the over. Uh, something about when Belichick plays the Jets, he wants to score as much points as possible, so he's going to try to you know get it up there. I'm going to take the Jets to cover, and uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Jets to win. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the Jets' that's defense is the better team. I think they are, you know, have a better roster right now. Um, even with the loss of Brees Hall, I uh, think they'll be able to still, you know, run the ball at, a, at a, in an efficient clip with Michael Carter and sprinkling some some James Robinson. So on the Jets' side, it's really kind of those two I'm looking at. Um, really, Michael Carter being the the lead dog, I think he'll get most of the opportunity share. Uh, so he's entering an RB2 category for me. Um, and James Robinson, I think is gonna start. I mean, gonna, gonna get some 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 opportunity here. I think he's a RB three. Um, but if you know he's in some goal line packages, maybe he could, you know get a touchdown here. So uh, I, I do think both receivers can are playable. I mean, both running backs are playable. On the England side, uh, it's really Ramondre Steven season. Got to keep playing him as a RB one. I think uh, he he's just really exploded uh, on the scene. Uh, since Damian Harris got hurt, and even when now he's playing, you know, he, you see him that he's getting still the most of the opportunity to share as well. Jacoby Myers, um, willing to play him as a wide receiver, low and wide receiver too. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah. I'm going to take the under. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Jets to cover. I'm going to take the Jets to win. I agree with what you were saying. Um, you know, this team, the Jets have the, the better roster. Um, and New England is, is you know, they, they, they got whooped on Monday night um, big time. And when I watched that game, I, like, sh- the the Jets could do defensively right, to New Chicago. England. Yeah. yeah. Chicago did. Um, so, yeah, I take the Jets to, to cover and win this game. For the New England side, Ramon J. Stevenson, he's an RB1 based on based on volume. Uh, the Jets are decent against running backs, allowing the 22nd most PPR points to the position over the last three weeks. But, again, he'll, he'll, he'll get enough volume here. Jacoby Myers is probably the only wide receiver for New England that I would be willing to play because of the volume that he should see. Uh, but he's a wide receiver three in a tough matchup. He's not going to be lined up against Sauce Gardner or, or DJ Reed as he plays in the slot. But Michael Carter the second. Uh, the the lesser known cornerback and the lesser known Michael Carter, for that matter, on his own team. Uh, you know he's having a really good year in the slot. So the Jets are just a tough matchup for wide receivers. However, like we talked about the Hunter Henry uh, stream of the week, I, I, I like this matchup for him a lot. The Jets allow the ninth most PPR points to the position over the last three games. And then for the the on the Jets side, the running back Michael Carter, you know, should see work as the lead back and as an RB2 um, in this one, James Robinson, I think he's definitely in play as a, as an RB3. It, it, it's tough to like feel confident playing him because you don't have enough information about how, how he'll be utilized in his first game with the Jets. But like you said, the goal line opportunities might be there. So I, I, I think, you know, he's definitely going to be someone that's in play. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I think he's got to be treated as a wide receiver three. Bill Belichick is going to force 
Zach Wilson to throw the football and it's going to have to be down the field. Uh, so Garrett Wilson will be involved. Talked about Elijah Moore yesterday. You know, I'm willing to stash him ahead of this game to see, you know, what the utilization is like with him. Uh, you know, no Corey Davis, you know, Brees Hall's not here. So they're going to have to get creative in some of their play calling. Um, Again, New England's been – they've been good the last three weeks against all positions, not allowing anything higher than the 23rd fantasy points to any position over the last three weeks. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Jets get this one done. I think it comes down to their defense. I, I On the – outside of the fantasy stuff, I mean, all you keep hearing is that this, this team lost to – you know, this Jets team lost to New England in Foxborough last year. Uh, I score of 54 to 13. Um, yeah. Belichick Patriots, did not play with the Jets, man. No, the Patriots were up. They were up big, uh, you know, in the in the fourth quarter. And they were still throwing, you know, go balls. <laughs> I even saw uh, a player, Will Parks, who plays for the Jets, who wasn't playing for them at this time last year. But after the, the Denver game, he, he tweeted out, um, I wasn't on the team last year, but I remember seeing it. These dudes were throwing up go balls up by 30 in the fourth quarter. So you best believe like we're coming for this one. So this, this game has a lot, there's a lot involved in this game. There's going to be a lot of drama and this, yeah. this game, this, I'm just excited to be in, be in the house for that game because that stadium is going to erupt all, all yeah. day on Sunday. So we'll see. Yeah. The only thing I give the Pats besides Bill Belichick, that he, you know, he not that he hates the Jets, but he he clearly has something against them. The two Jets losses have both been at home, so it's it'll be interesting. That's that's all. That's all I'm saying. Yes, the two Jets losses like, have been at home, but Zach Wilson's four and zero as the starter with one of those coming at home. Okay, okay, five there you go. Four and four four and with one of those coming at home against Miami. So, um, I do have a theory about that. By the way, uh, they have been down basically leading up to like the Pittsburgh game. Mm -hmm. They were down like 10 points in the fourth quarter in all four of those games. You know, the first four games of the season, two on two on the road, two at home. And the games that they came back in were the two that were, that took place on the road. (laughs) And I had the reason for that is Joe Flacco was leading the offense over the first two home games. Mm, Gotcha. Okay. Okay. They were just booing him tremendously. Like the home fans, like the Jets fans, were booing the, the Joe Flacco-led offense when they were down like nine points in the fourth quarter, still had a chance to win the game in both of those games. So I don't want to turn this into a Jets podcast. You guys can obviously tell I'm, I'm excited for this game. Uh, hopefully I don't come in here Definitely defeated on Monday. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, y'all, let's, let's wrap this up. Um, you know, we uh, – Obviously, I would love to sit here and talk more about the, you know, fantasy football and, and the New York Jets taking on the New England Patriots. But we're going to do some more of that on Saturday. And we play some Get Money. So, uh, G Money, Amen. anything you want to say to close this one out? Nah, yeah, I was hoping you get some good uh continuing for the, the northeast to keep getting some wins except pats uh hey man if green bay Packers find a way yo you guys be first in the division yo nah, yo that'd be crazy yo 
I don't want to think like that. One game at a time. Got to go one and one every week, just like we do in Everybody, we appreciate y'all. We will catch y'all on Saturday. Uh, Saturday morning, we break down the rest of these games. Have a good one, everybody. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.